What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of season two of Playing the Field. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's ya boy, Benny B, Brisk Ice Tea, a.k.a. Bruno, a.k.a. Bruno Mars, a.k.a. Bruno Bars, in the building. Everybody got that? Everybody electric. Got, it's just electric stuff, to be honest with you. You can feel it. I can really feel it. That's the energy we need going for, like, that is the energy we should all feel the entire week based on the fact that we watched so many football games this weekend. All of the football. All of the football games. Like, we, it actually happened. Crazy. It actually happened. And I feel like, honest to God, from the time the Kansas City Chiefs kicked off on Thursday night, I felt like I was dreaming. Like, I felt like the whole entire, like, three or four days, I was just in a, in a dream. I remember when the Chiefs game kicked off, and I was just like, wait a minute, like, is this like a real? Are game? we really like, doing is this? Am I am I alive? And uh, short answer: Yes. Yeah. Football is back. We're alive. Love it. I mean, just it. I felt good. Everything felt so good. Um, I feel like the entire weekend, like I said, was just kind of a like a blur. I I spe- we'll get into it, but there are a couple games specifically where I just. Nothing felt real anymore. I f- real anymore. I felt like I was in like in a different dimension. Um, I will note before we kind of really get into things, uh, we are recording this September fourteenth, which is Monday night. So whatever we go through today will not include the Monday night games um, going forward with Bruno. And my schedule, we we will work something out in the fact that it will. We're going to record either Monday nights or Tuesday nights. We're going to kind of play it by ear going forward. It kind of depends. What happened with with your boy's job? Because that's a little bit up in the air right now, um, and so on and so forth. But uh, basically, Bruno, should we tell them about the the pick six plan we have going on? Yeah, probably a good idea. Probably now seems idea. good. Good time. Uh, so what we're gonna do to uh, to to kind of create a little bit more involvement throughout the week? Uh, Bruno and I will be doing we we think for now uh, an Instagram live session where we will go through. Our weekly picks, uh, ultimately, we feel like if we do them now, if we recorded our weekly picks for week two tonight on Monday, it's a little bit premature for for the week. And, you know, the week one's not even finished yet. So what we're going to do is probably going to Instagram live during the week, maybe Thursday. We'll figure it out. We will let you guys know. Yeah. And, and hopefully and probably the video will be saved after the fact if you miss it because, you know, we haven't even figured out a time yet. And then hopefully we'll be able to take it and post it other places. So even if you don't have Instagram, Correct. you can see it. Or maybe you can just click on the Instagram link from, you know, say Facebook or somewhere and get it there. Yeah, for sure. We'll make sure that if you want to see it, you'll see it. Um, and we'll also do some fantasy stuff. We're going to do weekly. So the pick six will be on an Instagram live and we will incorporate it with uh, fantasy football stuff. Big fantasy guys. Big fantasy guys. Bruno and I have been a part of the same fantasy football league with all of our uh, former um, workers with Gample Pavilion, the uh, Gample All-Stars. So I know Bruno likes shout outs if you want to shout them out. Shout Shout out the All-Stars. Shout out the back room. Shout out Gample, baby. Love it. Love it. I, I miss you guys. I miss you miss guys. You. Um, so without any further ado, we are going to get into today's episode where we are going to go game by game kind of and just come explain the first thing that kind of comes to mind about the game. Uh, some games we'll, we'll kind of chat about for a little bit longer than others for uh, a variety of reasons. And then the second part of the episode will be uh, Patriots-based, just like it was in episode one. So... Uh, let's get right into it, Bruno. Without further ado. Without further ado. I said that a lot in season one. I really, like, when I looked back and I, like, listened, 
I'm like, you said that all the time. Hmm. But hmm, I think it just kind of stuck. So <clears throat> without any further ado, <laughs> nailed uh, it. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, let's talk about uh, Houston and Kansas City. So the Texans won this game 34. Uh, what am I talking about? The Chiefs won this game. That was a test, That people. was a test. Hello, Kurt. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs won 34-20. Um, I don't know. The game didn't even feel that close to me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't feel close. Obviously, the Texans scored a little bit late to you know make that final margin probably closer than what it should have been. Basically, it just... F- to me kind of felt like a coordination of the chiefs. It was a reminder, not only, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year, you know, ever, all the pieces are still there. They're not going away. They're here to stay. You know, the Texans are a team that kind of are on the edge of being good. I would say, cause they beat the bad teams and, but they kind of lose to the good teams even right. still though, you know, it shouldn't be diminished that the chiefs, you know, beat them in fairly handily, you know, yeah. in, especially in week one. So Impressive win for the Chiefs. I agree. I feel like my biggest takeaway is like the defending champs look like the defending champs. And um, I think it's almost unfair that they got Clyde Edward Tolaire because the uh, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, again, just adding adding more offensive weapons to a team that just seems to like break records for scoring points and for yards and all that stuff. Like the past two years now or however many years that's been definitely not fair. And just the way they play is so exciting and they're they're definitely not afraid to take shots no. definitely not afraid of making big plays and like you know i, I wish we didn't have a history with them because i yep. kind of want to root for them but i also kind of hate them take it back. so take it back take it back <laughs> not i want to root for them no, but if if I we know. weren't you know have this kind of rivalry ish with them i'm they'd be like an awesome team to watch patrick me. patrick mahomes is so good but like i don't like i want to like him but i like can't I know. Like, I am Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> What's kind of crazy too is like he's just like he wasn't one of those guys. Like he was, he wasn't even the first quarterback taken. I'm pretty sure in the draft, the Chiefs did trade up to get him. Did, I think like I think ten or 10, twelve, ten or eleven pick. Yeah, something like that. Which and like it's just it was just one of those things where like they'll go back and say like now they're like oh yeah we knew from the start but like it's still kind of crazy just to think sometimes how far he has come in how short of a time it's been. Isn't it funny that like well. Might not be funny to some people, Uh-oh. but like the Chicago Bears. Oh no! Don't do it, Mitch Trubisky. Don't do it to them. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky <laughs> over Patrick Mahomes, who most people are putting in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, Ugh. that's not a tough. Good thing we're not Bears, Bears fans. Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. All right, but yeah, you guys know the deal with that game. The Chiefs look like the Chiefs. The Texans. I, I, Bill O'Brien's an idiot. And that's my stance on that. Because yeah, it would have been nice if he had a, a star wide receiver making plays out there. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I do think uh, David Johnson looked pretty good. Surprising. Surprisingly. Surprising. Like he, that boy got up out of his wheelchair all of a sudden yeah. and uh, looked a little bit like he did for Arizona a couple of years ago. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins 100 times out of 100 over yep. David Johnson. Yep. So um, We will get into that in a bit. Oh, we sure, we sure will. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs really kind of, I feel like, undressed the Texans, and, and that was that. So moving right along, the uh, Seattle Seahawks topped the Atlanta Falcons 38-25. to Any thoughts from that game? Let me just start with a scorching hot take. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is good. He is good. <laughs> he I, is good. I said in episode one that he is the most underrated quarterback in all football. And, like, it's kind of crazy because he seems like he's done it all and he's been around for so long. Maybe it's just because he plays all the way in Seattle. Maybe it's because for so long the defense was, like, everybody loved to talk about the defense. But it's so true. Like, for someone as good as he is to still kind of fly this under the radar, it's crazy. I mean, he it's was like just criminal. It's- doing everything for that team. Like, 
okay, we talk about like you know quarterbacks being efficient, and we'll talk about it with the Pats and stuff with Cam being efficient. Russell Wilson was thirty-one of thirty-five throwing the ball, pretty good for three hundred twenty-two yards and four touchdowns. That's stupid. That's stupid good, and like that kind of quarterback play just gets me excited. Like it gets me very excited. Yeah, he, he's so talented. He's so talented with the things he can do with his feet, with the the fact that he's a short man, Bruno. He's not a very tall man. Not a tall guy. Not a tall guy. And uh, just the way he plays is electric. And I, anytime Seattle's on, I want to watch him because of Russell Wilson. I don't like seeing Pete Carroll chew his gum like a goddamn demon, but like <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks. People forget. Well, some people don't forget. Oh. I picked them to go to Super Bowl. Yes, you did. Um, we don't yes. need to talk about everything that was picked. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm not looking at anyone in particular when nope, I say that. Nope, not the man in the um, mirror. <laughs> definitely not the man in the mirror. Um, you did pick them. They, they look That looks good. like a great pick week one. I, we were talking about this a little bit when I came in today, but Chris Carson, surprising wow. how well he yeah. played. Um, I think we're all used to the kind of like Seattle running back mix. And it, obviously it seems like he's established himself yeah. at least a little bit so far. Correct. Um, and so like that's just going to help take the pressure off Russell, Russell Wilson moving forward even more to have that guy that you can lean on. So, Also, I think that Metcalf was phenomenal. And every game I feel like that goes by, it looks like a better and better pick for Seattle. That that dude slipped in the draft. He He fell a long way. Yeah. Four receptions for like 94 yards yesterday. Yeah, he's a burner. Have, he's a deep threat. Yeah. When you have someone like that who can burn, who can get down the field, he's so physical atop of his routes. Uh, he just goes up and catches it yeah, too. It's, he's a big man. And I think, I don't know, I think Seattle's a good team. Like a real, real, real good team. And, and the, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you go ahead. Oh, I first oh, little oh, like, oh, 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 oh. Um, No, I was just going to say, like, I, I everything, we're on the same page about Seattle. Just really quickly for the Falcons, I, I'm pulling up their stats too. What's kind of crazy is that like Matt Ryan threw for 430 yards. Yeah, he almost threw. He like we're we're talking like we're approaching 500 yards. Yeah, and they they and even threw in 72 rushing yards. Like their offense, like it feels like they should have scored more than they did. Correct. And I feel like that's just the Falcons. Correct. Ever since we beat Sums them in the Super up. Bowl, like, that's up. just they they have the talent and they like put the numbers up. But then if you watch the games, it's like how are they not doing better than they are? I had this theory. That like Bill Belichick just breaks teams. Well, I mean, like he, not, that's just true. Like he broke the Falcons for a year. He broke the Rams. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like when he gets a when he gets the plan out there, whoosh. But I yes, Atlanta's a weird team to me. And so here's the other thing, right? If we're viewing Seattle in the lens of a Super Bowl contender for sure, which I think we both are in agreement, yep. right? Then theoretically, you know, a 38 to 25 loss to a team like that isn't. Correct. In theory, again, we have to see how the rest of the season goes. Isn't that bad of a loss? So what I'm looking at moving forward is like, if this Falcons team can put up, can do that in a game against a really good team, how are they going to look against other teams that they're playing? Yeah. You know, especially in the division, that division's pretty good. So that like, division is legit. I, it's football. hard to get a read on like if the if this Falcons team is just going to do this every game and go like I do I do think yeah I do think that Atlanta's offense is potent. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, love all that. Uh, I think they got cupcake defenders. I think they're, I don't know, I don't know what that means, but in my bunch brain, of cupcakes. In my head, that sounded good. Um, <laughs> I, they're a bunch of rookies are, and young guys in their secondary, and Seattle came out gunning it. They came out slinging the damn thing, and uh, we'll see. Because again, we, you can't overreact too much to Week One. Because I mean, Seattle went out and threw the ball all over, all over the yard in Week One, but next week they go up against the Patriots, who 
not arguably, they do have the best secondary in the NFL. So are it's they going to be able to do the same thing against the Pat secondary? Who knows? Tune in later to find Tune out in, what yeah, we think. Find, yeah, damn right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seattle looks good, just like Kansas City. That, that's a team that'll be there yep. at the end of the year. I feel yep. like if if they stay healthy. Moving along, the New York J E T S suck suck suck. <laughs> wow, did them dirty. Did them dirty. Uh, seventeen and uh, the uh, circle the wagons. Buffalo Bills twenty seven. Uh, Jets stink. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of talk from the Jets themselves this offseason, being like, you know, we're fed up with people predicting us to be bad, and we're gonna show them. And like, yikes, that's a tough look to come out week one and kind of play the way you did i mean so bad i know the bills are like we all thought the bills were going to be good this year and they are good and certainly i think they will continue to be good but that just something about the jets it's like what are we doing here speaking of (laughs) speaking of cupcake defenders there there they are i really wish they had jamal adams yeah sure yeah trade our best player it's like god i don't i don't believe in adam gase at all i think he's a fraud um crazy eyes crazy eyes weird dude i i do like sam darnold i really do i just feel like he's not put in a position to succeed yeah jameson crowder went off yesterday i don't know he, did. he went off yesterday pete i i was seeing on fantasy something before the games yesterday that he goes off against the bills normally so he, oh. he did it again true um, to form i just feel like the jets need to somehow find a way to get levy on bell more involved and i know he got hurt with that with that hammy that he right uh, went out right. for a pass late, in, a double move pass late in the game, or not late in the game, but um, I would love to see more of that from the Jets. When you put Le'Veon Bell matched up on like a linebacker like that, just I don't feel like maybe I'm a spoiled because I watch the Patriots and they're so good schematically getting guys in preferable matchups, and I just feel like the Jets never do that. And I feel like there's potential for the Jets, but I don't feel like their coaching staff is like equipped to put those put them in those positions to succeed and i i really just i think the jets are, are like a bad team i think they're poorly coached yeah and and i agree with you there's definitely some times when you look at a team and you're just like where is the talent where are the players yeah. they're bad but like the jets again i can totally see them being better than they are it's just they need to just figure out what works it could also just be like culture too like yeah. we, i don't well, that's like, do what the I, players like adam Gase? do they respect him right I, and that's I why i think it's I mean, I don't think there's a ton of skill on that team, but if we're being honest, I don't think there's a ton of skill on the Patriots team either. I just think it's I think it's coaching. I think it's coaching, I think it's culture, like you pointed out, and I don't think the Jets have that. Yeah. Flipping the coin to Buffalo, I think that's a legit team. Like I really, really do. That defense that defense hums around the field. Yep. Uh Josh Allen, I really honest to God, I don't fully trust him yet, but I'm I'm definitely on the hype train that I think he takes a step, that like the necessary step this year. To get them to, you know, a good place. I definitely think they're a playoff team. I actually think they're going to win the AFC East. Wow. I know. I really do. Um, I think I, Josh Allen had, what, like three touchdowns yesterday? Yeah, something? he went off. And the, the biggest thing to me, and again, I, I'm with you right there, everything about the Bills. The biggest thing to me is just on every phase of the team, they just seem hungry. Like their yeah. offense wants it. They got their wide receivers and weapons this this offseason. Josh Allen is wants to get better and better. You know, he's tired of whether it's being compared to Darnold or in Tom Brady's shadow, whatever. I think he wants to prove himself. The defense definitely is demanding respect. Like they're they're a hungry team and I think that they sense, you know, this if there was a year to win the AFC East, this is their best shot they've had in a while. So Yeah, smell blood in the water. And I yeah. feel like that again, coaching. 
I think a lot of so much of this comes down to coaching. Sean McDermott is a damn good coach. What I feel. like, he just got a contract extension. I think he's a really good coach. I think Buffalo is going to be set up for success for a while. Um, and I, I really liked the way, like you mentioned, they got some some bigger name players in there. And you know, even Stephon Diggs yesterday caught eight balls. Like it's just that's a good sign early for the yeah. Bills. So yep. I think the Bills are destined to do pretty good things this year. Uh, this game was an interesting one. Not like a, I didn't watch a ton of it, but the Bears ended up beating the Lions 27-23, but they shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if any (laughs) of you guys saw it, but if not, if you want to feel really bad for a football player, go look at the last 10 seconds of the Detroit Lions game because uh, DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Lions, when I say it was wide open in the end zone and the ball literally hit him in the hands, it just it was so unfortunate. If he catches the ball in the end zone, the Lions win, the game's over. And you know what was weird to me? It's like it almost reminded me of one of those plays where a receiver will try to like turn and run before they catch the ball. Yeah. But like he was in the end zone. So it it's like why no did sense. why did he like just not focus on ca- I mean, again, I know we're questioning it after the fact, but yeah. I remember seeing it and being like, Why didn't you just focus on catching it and then literally you're in the end zone? Like, I don't know. Uh, dude, it just was a bad look. I the Lions, I think Matt Patricia, hot take. I think he's the first coach to get fired Oof. this year. I think it might happen in season. Wow. Before yeah. Gase. Before Gase. Maybe even Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn's on the hot seat too. Yeah. But yeah, I think Matt Patricia's wow. the first to go. Um, I, the Lions, man, I don't know. There's so many things about them that rub me the wrong way. And I feel like I like Matt Stafford as a quarterback so much. I think he's also criminally underrated. And I feel like if he was anywhere, anywhere but Detroit, he'd be good. I feel like Detroit is where people go to die. Like people, God. like football players go to like end their football careers there because yeah. they, will, they will just die and disintegrate on the field at Ford Field. <laughs> I mean, Calvin Johnson, right? was just yeah. like, I'm Poof, <laughs> gone. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. And I, again, coaching, I don't, I, I didn't know this was going to be a theme going into this podcast, but like coaching, I, I, they're just not well coached. Did you see the, did you see the Jamie Collins ejection? Oh my God. What was that ref? Was what the heck was freaking that? out? Flop of the century. Yeah, first of all, he needs to get fined $5,000 according to the anti-tampering rules from the NBA. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see it, Jamie Collins put his head down to show like the ref, like, hey, I'm getting like head-butted. And while he had his head down, the ref raised. Like, yeah, maybe. He, he grazed the referee, but the referee like stepped into it. Right, initiated the contact. And then flopped. And then threw his flag and ejected him. I was like, this game. Yeah. And I was like, this is enough of this game. Softer than a roll of Charmin. Sharman ultra soft. Ultra soft. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> so Bears got the week one yeah. win. Here, here's my my takeaway from this game. This was a game I feel like that both teams absolutely needed to win week one. Because, yeah. like, they're the sort of teams that are maybe middle of the pack. And so, like, these are the types of games that, like, you're going to have to win. You're gonna They're going to have to win almost all of these types of games this year for both teams to have, like, a respectable record and a shot at making the playoffs. So I'm sure the Bears are thinking, like, you know what? A win's a win. We're 1-0. We'll take it and we'll improve moving forward. And the Lions are, like, probably going to regret that one the rest yeah. of the season. So yep. no doubt. It'll say a lot about the Bears to see if they can improve on that in week two. And it'll say a lot about the Lions and about the culture of that team to see if they bounce back or they just crumble. Because that could be... Correct. You know, it's weird to say in week one. but No, but seriously. That could there sp- a, be spiral. There was a stat, like if a team starts 0-2, there's like a 12% chance they make the playoffs. Right. So it matters. Yeah. Uh, moving right along. Green Bay went up to Minnesota and... Uh, Lit up the scoreboard. They won 43-34. to 34. Yeah, What idiot thought the Vikings were going to win that game? <laughs> I Could, can't believe anybody thought that, right? Couldn't Kurt? be me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
Uh, I just, Everybody knew that was going to happen. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is still good. <laughs> obviously he's motivated to win this year. Obviously the Packers are the Packers and the Vikings are the Vikings. For you could of, read a, You could read this game like a book. For those of you who don't know, go go back and listen to Week One picks. You don't have to do that. You should go do that. <laughs> um, I, the Packers. I'll let you go because you correctly the, called this. No, the Packers lit it up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked really good. Devontae Adams, sheesh, beast. He's an animal. He's an animal. Uh, I, there's not like what else do you no, even need to say? No, it's just I. Minnesota is such a confusing team to me because they should be better. Right. They should be better. Dalvin Cook is such a good back. Uh, Kirk Cousins is just not it for me. He's just really not it. I don't. You could say he's not elite, and that would be accurate. Yeah, he's not elite. Period. <laughs> Period. Not elite. Uh, anything else from that game? It really just wasn't. That no, I mean game. to be honest. I mean again, some of these games week one yeah. are like kind of like, eh, and some games are like important for certain reasons. I think I don't think again. I I don't think the Vikings season is ruined because they lost no, in one, but I think they had a really good chance to be like this season's going to be different with a week one win, especially and. Oh yeah, no, especially because Green Bay beat them twice last year. Right, like I was like, may, yeah, like you mentioned last week, maybe because they come out strong, but right. they didn't. And so, like again, hopefully they just don't fall into that familiar trap of it just being the same kind of season where they beat the bad teams, go you know okay against yeah. the okay teams, and then against like the people they need to beat, they're not. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see. Here's here's a game that I have like circled, starred, highlighted. Uh, the Eagles lost seventeen to twenty seven to the football team. After being, what was the score at one point? It was seventeen nothing Philadelphia over Washington, and then t- Washington scored twenty seven unanswered points, which is just absurd for a multitude of reasons. For to be honest. so many reasons, Th- and there's a lot to unpack. I know you're about to get into it, yeah. but like there was that report that came out that um, Ron Rivera, he oh in case God. people don't don't know, he's currently undergoing cancer treatment. Yep, he had he couldn't be with the team at halftime because he had yeah. to go get some treatment. He had to go get an IV during yeah. halftime. Which is just banana land. So first of all, shout out to Ron, real strong guy, yeah. really good guy. So like, hope, hope he's up. doing well. Prayers up. Dwayne Haskins, yeah, the quarterback on the the football team. The football team. He has to be the one to address the team and be like, let's let's turn this around. Yeah. And what do they do? Turn it around. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Dwayne Haskins guy. He played fine. He's a game. He's yeah. definitely a game manager type quarterback. But he he didn't make any stupid mistakes really. So right. he he kept him in the game. I think Philadelphia is such a joke. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I know they have in, uh, injury issues. I know Alshon Jeffrey. Every year. Every year. Uh, every but, like, Carson Wentz, speaking of Charmin Ultrasoft. Oh, my God. He was sacked eight times yesterday. Right. Chase Young, he's yeah. – holy shit. He's good. He's, like, good, good. And, like, I think this was a perfect combination of Chase Young being a beast and their Washington, the pass rushers, being really good versus – um, the Eagles, who Lane Johnson was out, and I think they had some other injuries. It was a perfect combination, so I will say that. However, giving up eight sacks, eight, which is a preposterous number, especially for week one, yep. and just letting that just dominate the whole that sounds hurt second of. half of the game. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, again, for a, for a multitude of reasons, it's just a, it's a, it is a really impressive win for the football team, especially in their first game. Yeah, And it's just another reason to the it's another thing to add to the long laundry list of reasons why the nfc east is just who knows who knows who it's knows? just that division is such a crap shoot yeah. like again nine and seven could win that damn division or eight and eight or seven and nine yeah it's just such a damn joke yeah um so anyone who comes at the afc east check yourself if yeah you, if, you're, if you're a fan <laughs> of one of those teams check yourself yeah um next four games we're gonna talk about we can probably move through a little bit quick because they're kind of like me uh Las Vegas, weird saying that name. Las Vegas ended up beating Carolina 34-30 yesterday. Uh, not going to lie, two pretty irrelevant teams in my opinion. Yeah, what I'll say is that 
it's hard to evaluate because the Raiders offense looked really good. I might know a little bit more because I have Josh Jacobs on my fantasy team. He went off. Well, I think crazy. that's I think that's the story of these two teams. Right. It's it's Josh Jacobs and it's Christian McCaffrey, right. and that's what you got. And again, it's like did they look good because they're good or did they look good because the other defense was bad? It's, I mean, it's, it's really hard to say definitively either way, especially after one game. But I mean, I think, I think, I mean, moving forward, obviously I think the Raiders have a higher ceiling. We'll see how they can do. Like if they can put that consist, those consistent numbers up every game, they could probably be good. I think Vegas has a chance to be a pretty good. I think Carolina is a destined for like a top five pick in the draft yeah. next year. I don't think they're going to be very good at all. Yeah. And oh my God, dude, I don't know if you saw this. At the end of the game, the Panther, or the Panthers needed, it was like fourth and one or fourth and yeah. inches. They don't give it to Christian McCaffrey. They gave it to the, was it Mike Tober? I don't know. Yeah. It was someone like the fullback. Classic example of overthinking. What are you're, you doing? You're overcoaching. Like that's like Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl all over yeah. again. Thank it's you, like, Pete what? Girl. And McCaffrey had a great game. He put up yards yeah, and McCaffrey points. was great. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, like, if that's the sort of coaching we're seeing in week one, Matt I know. rule, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. Come back to this coaching point. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what we're doing here. So, yeah. their game plan should literally just be every play a variation of giving it to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, some variation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, that's that game. Yep. Uh, moving right along. Indianapolis. This game. This game. Indianapolis takes an L in Jacksonville, 20 to 27. Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania. That's literally the note I had. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only note I have for this game. Yeah. Um, he was really, really good. He, I think he threw one incompletion. Yeah, I'm checking something right now. Free. I think he was like 19 for 20. Yeah, I think like he that. threw one incompletion. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't happen um, in football games. While you look that up, I'll just add, I, again, I don't have too much to say about this game. I think one of the question marks coming into this year was like, how was Gardner Minshew, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, how is he going to play? Because he's relatively unproven. And then they traded Nick Foles. So it's like yeah, they he's the guy in him and he's the guy. And I mean, again, I know it's the Colts, but that's a you have to feel pretty good if well, he came out and played like yeah, that. Yeah, so he was 19 of 20 for 173 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, pretty but, solid. Like, all I've heard all offseason is, oh, the Colts, man. Oh, the Colts I are going to be so good. Oh, that offensive line. Oh, they got Phillip Rivers. Like, Ooh, please Jonathan shut up. Taylor, yeah. Please <laughs> shut up. I don't like Jacksonville, honest to God, I thought was going to have the number one in the draft next year because oh, I think they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, yikes. And the Colts, who, the yeah. big bad Colts, who have this bruiser mentality now, going and you lose in week one. Right. I will say no names. Yeah, Literal, I, quite literally no names for right, Jacksonville. No, it's it's true. The the two things that make me not very optimistic about the Colts. Number one, they lost Marlon Mack. I'm pretty sure out for the year with a torn Achilles or ACL or something. So I hope he gets better. Yeah. I know they have Jonathan Taylor, but like still Marlon Mack was good. So like that sucks. And two, it's like if you wanted that change of scenery for Phil Rivers, <laughs> and he comes over, and it's the same old thing where he loses another close game where he had a chance in the fourth quarter to win and didn't. Yeah, it's not a good sign moving forward if you thought things were going to be different because this it is didn't the, work in San Diego. This is the Colts team now. that uh, didn't want Tom Brady because they wanted Philip Rivers. Mm, shame hmm. on you. Hmm. Hmm. Shame on you. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, that's that game. I feel like uh, yeah. I don't know. That's I. I don't want to talk more about that game. Icky. Icky. Yeah. Uh, speaking of icky, yeah. Cleveland gets absolutely oh their doors God. blown off by Baltimore. 38 to 6 the Ravens won that game. Yeah. Uh, again, Lamar Jackson's good. We knew that. There were the I think and again, this was fair, but I think coming into this year, people were really curious to see the Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes kind of like dynamic. Yep. We all I'm pretty sure most people were in the solid thinking that Patrick Mahomes was consistent. He's kind of earned our trust at this point. We expected him to be good. A lot more questions about Lamar Jackson. He came out. I mean, I know it's the Browns. Still looked impressive. Him to Mark Andrews, that connection's still there. He's still dynamic, obviously. 
again, they just looked very dominant. I, I will also, say though, though the, yep, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I don't mean to dominate this, no, but do, the, dominate it, the, dominate it, <laughs> get alpha, it, alpha, get it. Um, the Browns. Maybe I am still kind of thinking about their offseason hype last year, but they just were worse than I thought yeah. somehow. Which I is might like, say they crazy. stink, which might turn Odell on because he likes stinky things. <laughs> he apparently. does like stinky poop. Should uh, we explain stinky... that for the listeners oh, at home? Oh God. Well, <laughs> well, let's just say Odell is a number two receiver. Oh God. Not in football terms. Yes. He likes number two. Allegedly yes. is into getting pooped on. And when I say that, I mean literally getting pooped on. That check, was a report that kids, came out. A kids, real report. Check yourself. Check Twitter. Go on go on the little internet. Well, careful what you search, but yeah. just be like, uh, Odell Beckham poop poop. Yeah. Or don't if <laughs> or, you don't need to know anymore because yeah. it's not great. So it yeah. stinks, literally. Yeah, him and then, you know, Baker. It's like we keep hearing, I don't like, trust Baker is he gonna, is he gonna, I don't When trust is he going to start playing good? Uh, I don't know if he will. And, like, I don't want to be mean, but it's like, is you it have Johnny OBJ? Manziel? Is it Johnny oh, Manziel? God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that comparison oh, out there. Is it Johnny Manziel? <laughs> Might be. Maybe. Anyway, I don't think Cleveland's a story here. I think it's Baltimore. True. I think True. Cleveland ended up beating Baltimore last year in Baltimore, and Baltimore was like, not this, not this time. No, they said. And I, no, no. And I feel like the Ravens, you know, I'm one of these people. I was like, was last year a flash in the pan? Was last year because I had no film on Lamar Jackson? Was that like, was that just a kind of a, a fluke? Nah, it didn't look like a fluke in week one. I was hoping it was. Me too, but it's not. But it appears it's not. It's not. <laughs> so they're, they're they're destined to to make another deep push in the playoffs. So yeah. uh, or lose to the Titans again. Oh, yes. I would I would love that. <laughs> um, the Los Angeles Chargers ended up beating uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bagels, sixteen to fourteen. Not gonna lie. I tuned in for the last minute of this game. And in case people aren't aware of how this score ended up being the way it was, the Bengals kicker missed a field goal with like seven seconds left. And Didn't he get a cramp or something? He said? He, so this was funny. After he missed the field goal, he did the classic hold on to his leg like he's injured, like really milking it. And I think we've all been there. It's like when you crumple up a piece of paper and you try to shoot it into a trash can in the corner of the room, you miss horribly. You kind of just hold your arm. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, it's still sore God, from uh, my lift. You know, working out. You know, uh, it's just I've been living a lot recently. Like we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. It come, the report comes up today that he's like absolutely fine. Oh, 16, it that. was 16 13, not 16 yeah. 14. That's my bad. Yeah. So, God, Jesus, get again, I saw a report today that came out there like the injury is not serious. I'm like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> I, for one, am shocked. Yeah. yeah. So, you I know, feel like, again, I didn't, I didn't watch the game too much either. I saw the Joe Burrow run for a touchdown, the nice, long uh, mm-hmm. scramble run. Or not scramble, it looked like a designed run, but still, right. I think Joe Burrow is going to, I think he's a good quarterback. I yeah. think he's going to figure it out there. Uh, Cincinnati's just not a very good team. Yeah. And my only takeaway from this game is that it's good that after week one, it's like there's no pressure or, you know, any but negativity around Joe Burrow. Like, as funny as it sounds, it's probably a good thing for Joe Burrow that everyone's kind of like putting all that negativity on the kicker. So it's not on him. So he doesn't feel as much pressure moving forward. I think moving forward, it's like, you know, he's going to try his best. And if the team doesn't win, it's almost like we know that it's not his fault. Yeah, I agree 100%. And how long do you think Tyrod Taylor lasts as the starting quarterback for, San, for oh, I almost call it San Diego, for Los Angeles? Is it, it's Herbert there, the rook Justin Herbert from Oregon? I think yes. yes. So you, I remember you were pretty high on him in that draft. I was. So I know what most of what I know, to be honest, is from you. So shout out you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never really been a big Tyrod guy. I mean, the thing is though, like, if he continues to win and it's ugly, if he's still winning, it's going to be hard for them to be like, we're taking you out. So it kind of just depends on like, I think Hebert's if gonna win. winning. I think it's going to be Hebert eventually. Think, yeah. yeah. This year for sure. Yeah. yeah it's just a matter of one. All right. The next couple games are the ones I really want to get into here. Uh, 
Arizona, the Cardinals go into San Francisco and beat the uh, NFC champs 24-20. You start because you've been on this all offseason. Fellas, ladies, gentlemen. Lend me your ears. Anyone else who was listening to this, uh, I don't typically do this, but I'm I'm damn proud of that one. <laughs> because I, all offseason, I've been like, this Cardinals team is so underrated. They have a chance to be really good. Once the DeAndre Hopkins thing happened, I was like, holy shit. Like that offense has a chance to be absolutely potent. And they were they only scored twenty four points, but like the things they did yesterday were were amazing. DeAndre Hopkins, did you did have you seen his stats from yesterday? They absurd. I pretty didn't he set a new career high for receptions? Yes. Fourteen receptions for one hundred and fifty one yards. There are receivers in the NFL who don't put that up in a year. Bananas. Banana. Well, I say it a lot. Banana land. Banana that is banana land. land. Kyler Murray, uh, I have him in one of my fantasy teams. He shut went up. off. Uh, I just think he – people are like, oh, he's so short. I'm like, again, shut up with the short thing. Drew Brees has done it. Russell Wilson's done it. Kyler yeah. Murray can do it. The short thing is so overrated. Right. Um, and I, I I, like them. I like their defense. I like everything about the Cardinals. Patrick Peterson. Cliff plays. Kingsbury, their coach, uh, the most drip in the NFL. That, that guy's got Slag. drip, drip for NFL coaches. Um, so I was so happy about that. I think San Francisco, I said this too. Uh, shout out me again, I guess. Uh, the 49ers, <laughs> I think, are going to have a little bit of a slump. I don't think they're going to be 13-3, and 12-4, like a lot of people think they're going to be. I I don't know if I'm willing to say this yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hint at it. Hot take alert? Maybe I'm gonna hint at it. <laughs> I think Jimmy alert? Garoppolo is average. Oh, I mean, like very average. Yeah, that that's. Under, I think the hype like game manager. Sorry. Yeah, and I think the hype only reached its levels because he signed that like a mega deal that he signed, which was like kind of crazy. And then also the hype was building when he was on the Patriots. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at what he's done, he had that stretch. Like, I don't know. I think it was. Two years ago, leading up to last year, where he went like five and one in his last six. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you looked at the games, they weren't great teams he was beating, and he didn't play particularly great. I think he's fine. I don't think he's elite, like you're saying. And I don't even think he's really like that good, yeah. or at least yet. He has potential, but I, I, I would agree with you in that. I think my again, you. I don't even have anything really to add about the Cardinals because yeah. you, you, the spotlight's yeah. on you because it's all credit to you. <laughs> the only thing I'll add is that I just think it's even more impressive. I think. The bigger question marks to me for San Francisco are on offense rather than defense. I agree. So to I put agree. up the numbers and even 24 points yeah. against a pretty solid defense Correct. is even more impressive to, yeah. me, to do what they did. So yeah, that only was, good signs moving forward. I agree 100%. Um, that's enough about that game. We're going to – I'm going to skip one game. Then we're going to go – Skip. 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 Uh, we're going to go to the Sunday night game, Dallas. Cowboys going to Cowboy. They lost <sighs> twenty to seventeen to Los Angeles Rams. The Mike McCarthy era did not start well for Dallas. Uh, who is Jerry Jones going to blame? Is he going to blame Jason Garrett again? Mm. He, should, he should just blame. He him. should he just keep, continue he just for keep, all you time. Know, Jason Garrett really messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys, man, they shouldn't have lost that game. I know. There's so much. They have so much talent, and it, again, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like it's just <sighs> crazy. New coach, and it's like we get all these promises about you know like finally utilizing all the talent and instead of being run first, maybe more pass focused and taking shots and not you have a Cooper, you have Gallup, you have yeah. Zeke, you have Dak, you have a good offensive line. Like what are we doing? Yeah. So I, again, seven, I know uh, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Donald, he's beast. Holy hell. I mean, we, we've known that he's a defensive player of the year for like the 48th time in a row. And yeah. he's just, he's that good, but like, come on, I know, come on. I know that defense is good, but like, what are, again, what are we doing? 
It just, I don't know. Yeah. And again, it's, I almost feel like disappointed. They're not even my team. Like I don't even root for the Cowboys, but at this point it's almost disappointing just to see this again and again. They're it's my like, uncle's team. He roots the Cowboys and I'm like, I always blast them. Like, dude, they're like, they should be so much better. Yeah. Maybe again, come back to coaching. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, We're going to talk about this too, because if you didn't watch the game, very controversial call in the final seconds of that game, Michael Gallup, the receiver for the Cowboys, uh, beat Jalen Ramsey up the left sideline. Dak delivers a perfect ball deep. It's like 45 yards, puts him in field goal range yep. to tie the game, maybe even take the lead. But yeah. there were still like 25 seconds yep. left on the clock. Um, and they call offensive pass interference. There was definitely a lot of a little battle going on with their hands and stuff, but I don't think that's that's it warranted offensive pass interference. The call happens, like Dallas comes back and whatever. I think Jalen Ramsey sold it more than Gallup. Yeah. Honestly, and off. what's kind of weird is that, like, again, I don't know if it's just they're happening more and more, but the same thing happened in the Bengals game. I don't know if you're watching yeah. right before the field yes. goal. Yes. They, I don't know who caught it, but Joe Burrow essentially threw a touchdown pass, yeah. and they called the same thing. Maybe it was on AJ Green. I forget. Bullshit. But, yeah, it that was a crazy call for the – I remember when he caught that. I was like, damn, the Cowboys are going to pull it off. Like, they're going to win yep. in the end, and then nope. all the way back. So that sucked. Do you – on the flip side – do you have – I don't know what you really take away from this as a Rams fan. I mean, I don't know. Not I don't even lot. know. Like, Jared Goff looks okay. Yeah, he's so mediocre. I, I think it's his contract that really is, like – Icky? Because yeah. it's an icky contract. So, like, I think that does him dirty a bit because you want to evaluate him because he's getting paid like he's elite. So, you want to evaluate him like he's elite, which is fair. Um, obviously, he still has some more work to do. And he looked okay. I don't know. The Rams – again, this is the game that in the picks I was very – like I yeah. couldn't even make up my mind Meh. on. Yeah. And then what did it turn out to be? It turned out to be Meh. close to the coin yeah. flip. So we'll see. Again, this is one of those games that like, you know, for week one for the Chiefs, not a ton of takeaways. We knew they were going to be good. Week one for this game, for both of these teams, yeah. we're really going to have to see how they – this is another one like how do they rebound in week two. Both Correct. of them. So we'll see. Uh, last game we're going to talk about before we get into Patriots talk – uh, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers lose Tampa. Uh, to the Saints 34-23. to Who the fuck thought Tom Brady was going to learn this offense that quick and win this game? I cannot believe anyone saw the weapons on the Saints and thought the Saints weren't going to win. Again, Kurt, we need to just find whoever said that because I think it might have been you, actually, who oh. said this. Oh, Definitely really? wasn't me who oh, said Tom you? was going to win. So I would just tell everyone um, to go back and look at week one picks again. Yeah, also, using your brain is lame, so who does that? <laughs> lame nerd. Um, anyways, me. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, let me let me start because yep. hand up. You were, on, you were right. You were correct. I'll, I'll, let's get serious for a moment. I'll admit it. <laughs> Um, You're we, right. I definitely maybe was a bit persuaded by mm-hmm. all the Instagram videos that I saw yeah. of Tom Brady. Um, I, what's funny you is mean that the Patriots every- sloppy seconds. Cause that's still <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. And what's funny is that I'm fairly positive. Every video you would quote tweet on Twitter and just be like, yuck or ugh so, every time. <laughs> so that's, I, will, I would see them all. I will continue to do so. <laughs> so shout out you uh, follow card on Twitter. Yep. Um, so anyways, I think we got fooled a little bit by those because, uh, <clears throat> I got fooled Thank a little you. bit on those because he looked very good. And, like, I had known Tom Brady, and I was like, okay, yeah, he's good. Obviously, Kurt's the former quarterback and the current coach and all this stuff. Washed so he up. knows. Washed up. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, Pride of Granby. Um, so, again, Tom had some parts where he looked good. He had some parts where he looked really bad. The overall takeaway just from watching the offense for the Bucks is that the talent is clearly there. Yeah. But the synergy. Oozing. and Oozing Yeah, talent. exactly. The synergy and chemistry and just being on the same page 
like you said, I'm pretty sure in both episodes I've been on so far is going to take time. Yep. So I don't think the sky is falling. I mean, again, no, it was not. the Saints are again. We both think the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFC. Yep. Um, and so again, there's no shame in you know losing a right. road game to the Saints, and especially you know you take away that pick six, but all of a sudden the game is pretty yeah. close, right? Yeah. So again, there's some good things, but I think you know my biggest takeaway is that it's going to take time. It's just how quickly is it going to happen. And then also on the Saints side, they're still really good. Yes, they are still really good, especially and on defense. That kind yeah. of surprised me how well Cameron they Jordan is legit. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, yeah. You, you correct, correct picker of games. Uh, the floor is yours. I, I don't know where I want to start. Where do I know where do I want to start? I'll start here. For all you bandwagon bitches. <laughs> oh my god, here it comes. <laughs> no. For all you bandwagon bitches who are all about the Tom Brady hype train or whatever. Now, I will say this to calm your little emotions. Okay. <laughs> The last nine times Brady has well, hold on. Brady has lost nine opening games uh with well with the Patriots and now one with the Buccaneers. He has made it to the Super Bowl every single year he's lost week one. I did not know that. Fun fact. So wait, that's wild. That is absolutely bananas. Oh. So keep that in your mind, okay? Again, nope, the sky is not falling. I, you could see this coming. The hype was just way too much. And they're going to be good. Tampa Bay is going to be good. They're going to be there at the end of the year, I think. Are they going to go 14-2? and two? <laughs> No, they're not. <laughs> but they're probably going to go 11-5 and five and 10-6. and six. And I think at the end of the year, they could be a very, very potent offense. I'm not going to lie to you. Seeing Tom Brady for real on my screen in a Tampa Bay uniform made me physically ill. Like, it made me sick. And uh, that first drive... Where they marched right down the oh field, my God. Bruno. I was like, I need to find a cliff because I was like, <laughs> this, this isn't right. I felt, I felt dirty. I felt dirty right. watching it. And I'm not gonna lie, that was the peak of my intelligence with this game because he, if people didn't watch, Tom Brady drove the field, drove the field with the team down. He drove down the field with the team on the first drive. Ended up taking the ball himself into the end zone. And my exact words were, Kurt. Tom Brady is going to will his team to victory. And so I was yes. this close to just being like, I am so smart. And a good thing I didn't say that because then he subsequently did not do that. Do you? So that play where Brady snuck it in from the three, that was a audible. Like Brady goosed the center, which just means you like tickle their ball sack and then you'd get the snap. And you... <laughs> in professional terms. <laughs> yeah. It's called goose, goosing the center. So you goose the center and you get the ball and you just go. And I, I, want, I wonder, I wonder. If Tom Brady saw that Cam Newton ran for two touchdowns mm. up in New England, I was like, hmm, watch my 43-year-old ass fall into the end zone. So, I don't know. I mean, he definitely finds motivation in every source possible. So, it's definitely true. I liked the announcers pointing that out in real time. That Again, that's not something as a, someone who didn't play football. It wasn't something I immediately saw. So, I thought they did a good job just breaking down in the moment. They were like, hey, he saw. Like, when they slowed it down, you could see just how yeah. big of, like, a hole he had to yeah. go through. And, like, it's just, it seems like something so obvious. But it's like, you know, not every quarterback is going to see that and then have the balls to actually do it. So, you know, shout out him. Shout out for him making that play. Um yeah, I don't know. I again, Tampa will be there. I the, what I will say is I think Gronk looked old and slow. He did not look good. He did not look good. I it's almost like he lost too much weight. He lost too much weight and he he just doesn't look what, Wouldn't you think if you lose weight you like gain speed? You'd think or, so. I don't know. Maybe that's just my confuzzled brain, but he looked slow. His routes looked slow. They looked sloppy. You don't look bad the blocking. The He yeah, he's a decent inline blocker, but he was like meh yesterday. Yeah. I don't I don't know, and I'm not going to lie. Tom Brady leaving broke my heart. Gronk leaving pissed me off. Like, two very different emotions. I have very little respect for Rob Gronkowski. I think he's kind of a, a loser. 
I don't know. That was harsh. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna walk back on that <laughs> a little bit. I just think I think the way he retired and left New England and you know went to Tampa off essentially. Yeah, yeah. I just rubbed me the wrong way. One thing that I thought was really interesting was how Bruce Arians post game literally threw Tom Brady into the bus. Like did not hold back. Did not hold back. And like typically. Like in in New England, Belichick kind of keeps all that shit in house. Like they don't really, he doesn't really bash his players to the media. But Bruce Aaron's like, yep, both of them were on Tom. And then he comes out today, and he's like, well, actually, the first one wasn't on Tom. Mike Evans ran, uh, read the defense wrong. He he stopped it. Was cover two, blah blah blah. I'm like, how's Tom gonna take that? Because everything's been like sunshine and rainbows down in in Tampa Bay and everything. He, oh, I'm so happy to have an offensive minded coach and blah blah blah. Well. Apparently, Tom didn't like the way he was being treated in Tampa Bay. I mean, in New England, and that's part of the reason he left. So, how do you feel about your coach publicly calling you out after game one? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think it's going to be very telling to see how he plays next week. Again, not to say that all the issues will be solved. They're playing Carolina. I think they're going to, they're going to look good next week. But I, I agree. And to his credit, Tom, not that we expect a different, but I'm fairly positive he came out after the game and was like, yeah, those were, you know, the, my mistakes. I read yeah. whatever. So he did own it. That's Again, what Tom does, though. He doesn't, he doesn't, right. Tom, Tom does not throw people under the bus. Right. And so it is, it is interesting to, you know, not that we're necessarily going to know unless there's like another Tom versus time thing going on, but like, I'm not sure. There is. Okay. So not Tom versus time, but that docuseries, nine episodes coming out next, next summer. Okay, so good to know. So we'll check back in a year. <laughs> check back. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it is interesting behind the scenes to wonder what Tom's reaction was to that. But it's also like if he did truly feel like those were his fault, like that's what he believes, then it's almost like he just knows he needs to play better. So He was, he was very evidently upset yesterday right. on the field. Right. So, again, maybe he, str- maybe he was upset at trying to balance – both learning the new offense and the chemistry with the receivers. And obviously he had to do this all in a pandemic. Maybe it all just came to a boiling point yeah. and that resulted in what we yeah. saw again. Like we said, though, be there. it's only week one. They'll and be there. I think it will, you know, let's check back in on Bruce Arians when Tom Brady has like a, a five touchdown, 400 yard it's coming. game. It's coming. Maybe next week he threw it. Tom, Tom had the two bad picks, but he threw it well. Yeah. Like his receivers let him down a little he bit. He had a couple of drops. deep balls to Godwin. Oh, my God. A couple good ones that, that were first, pass interference to yeah, uh, Evans. First one to Godwin, like the first yep. real throw, I was like, holy Damn. shit. Yeah. I so, was like, this sucks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ready to talk about the Patriots? Oh, oh let's get into it. Born ready. Uh, so the Patriots ended up winning week one against Miami. Uh, weird score. 21 11. Yeah. Weird, weird score. Weird. But, I mean, we'll take it. Uh, should have been. It shouldn't have been that close. Uh, should have been at least at twenty eight to something. Um, Let me spring this question on you. Yeah, I didn't tell you that we were talking about uh, Patriot stuff, but I didn't ask you this beforehand. So this is Kurt's live reaction to this question. No time to think. No prep. This is Kurt going to get this question live. You ready, Kurt? Yep. Okay. It's not anything crazy, but what is the percentage breakdown? Do you think the reason was that, like, the reason we won this game was it more that we were good? Or was it more that the Dolphins played bad? Like, what percentage? It doesn't have to be 50-50. It could be, like, 60% Pats were good, 40% Dolphins bad. Where would you draw I would line? put at 70% Patriots are good, 30% Dolphins are bad. And I feel like the Dolphins are going to surprise teams this year. I really do feel that way. Uh, I don't think Fitzpatrick is the answer. I think they got to go to Tua sometime sooner than later. But I think Brian Flores is a really good coach. And what I will say is what I've kind of been saying the whole time about the Patriots, especially going into week one. Nobody had any idea what they were going to come out and do. There was no tape on the Patriots. For sure. There was nothing like that. So the Dolphins, quite literally, they were pop quiz. Yeah. They didn't. They did not ace the pop quiz. No, they did not. They did not ace the pop quiz. But that's what it was. So now, you know, let's see what happens when they go to Seattle. 
and there's tape on the Patriots now. And, and, you know, they have some idea of what they're looking to do from an offensive standpoint. So I don't think it was necessarily Dolphins being bad. I would just give credit to Josh McDaniels for drawing up so many of those those play calls and that scheme. Cause like that was, that was a really well done, well executed game plan. Yeah. From the Patriots and just offense. going right off that. Cause I, I agree with, well, with a lot of what you said going right off that. We all knew the biggest change coming into this season was going from a quarterback who almost never ran to a quarterback who was very good at running and not afraid to do so when healthy, obviously. And now that he is healthy, yep. Cam Newton, I was still though surprised at how many times Cam ran the ball. Like I did not expect it to be that many times. So that's fifteen ish. He had fifteen right. carries for seventy five yards and two touchdowns, and, and he looked good doing so. Second most rushing uh, rushing attempts Cam's had in his career. Right. So here's my thing: that can't last. That's also true. That can't happen all season. You're coming off a guy who has had major surgeries the last two years. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to see him run fifteen times. And so here's the other question: I don't know if we know this. How many of the fifteen were like? A design play so versus how many 12 were? 12 of them were. Oh, we do know. Yeah, well, I look, I've saw it on. How am I even surprised? I saw it on it's Kurt Field we're talking to <laughs> Only here. three times he, he dropped back to pass and scrambled. So okay. those were so three times. Then they did well use them a lot. Some right? of them were designed quarterback sweeps, and some of them were zone reads. So zone read is you, right. do, you don't know who's going to get the ball. Either the running back gets it or the quarterback takes it. And Cam took quite a few of them. Cam made all the right reads, I, I thought. You know, I ended up coaching option stuff at Granby for a while and you I, were the option no I but not when I played hell no my fat ass wasn't running up and down the field oh your was, brother Connor okay, Connor was well, yeah, yeah. That, they were but Shut um I don't know I thought Cam looked I thought Cam looked so comfortable and that's what surprised me most yep. but like I was like ooh, speaking of the same thing with the same thing that happened with the Bucks. I was like you know they've had they've been doing this in a the pandemic there's no time to get everyone acclimated you have a new quarterback a new system how is it going to look? And it looked so good. It looked so efficient. Cam was 15 of 19 throwing the ball for 155 yards. People are like, oh, that's not many yards. It didn't need to be. It didn't need to be. The Patriots held possession. They kept Miami on the sideline. I think they had the ball for like 36 minutes. Um, of Cam's 19 throws, he had 15 completions. Two of them were knocked down at the line of scrimmage. One was a throwaway, and his first throw as a Patriot hit Edelman in the chest, and Edelman dropped it. Yeah, and so right off that point, because that's what I wanted to bring up, and this ties into the running. I'm wondering if – so that Edelman drop was horrendous. First play of the game, maybe yeah. jitters, whatever. I was like, bro, give Cam ball. Newton his completion. Like, yeah. that, that was terrible. And then, you know, there was some receiver receiver struggles throughout the game. Obviously, the most egregious was Nikhil, Nikhil Harry fumbling yeah. it through the end zone for a touchback. That was a huge swing. Also the stupidest rule in football. Yeah, very dumb rule. What I'm wondering is, did that play a role in both – cam wanting to run versus the plays we wanted to call knowing that maybe the receivers weren't on top form not that they were terrible but they no, weren't on top form i know i i will say this i think edelman's age kind of showed a little bit yesterday mm, and that's sad to say but it's kind of true he didn't look super explosive yeah and he edelman's had a Go back and watch the tape. Edelman's had some issues with drops over the last couple of years. He yeah. gets a ton of balls on his way, but he also drops a fair share. Yep. Um, so I don't think that was out of the the blue. I mean, I think that's just kind of what he does sometimes. Um, but I would I would say this. The Patriots receiving core is not super good. We can say that for sure. We can say that confidently. They're better than anything Cam has ever had. Yeah, maybe like... Steve Smith, maybe, but in but general, as a overall. Unit, yeah, as overall. A unit, yep, yep, yep. Nikhil Harry, I think, is going to show you something this year. I really I, do. I hope he doesn't show us that. 
Yeah, that wasn't good. So for <laughs> but again, I but in general, great yeah. play, great execution, and Bill Belichick, I'm sure, roasted him mm-hmm. in the meeting because you don't you don't try to extend for the goal line yep. unless you're sure you can get there. Yep, just keep it tight. Live, live to live for another play. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I, th- I think Nikhil's going to be good. I think Edelman's a good option. Demir Bird was open a couple times and came through to other people. Um, and Izzo, a couple times too. <clears throat> Humble brag, <laughs> met him. Humble brag, took drank two tequila shots with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ryan Izzo. Thank, thank you for bringing this up because Ryan Izzo, I thought looked really, really Surprised. good yesterday. Not only did he have a couple of receptions or whatever, but his shout out to Ryan Izzo because whatever work he did this offseason to gain weight and get bigger, his blocking was phenomenal yesterday. Well, he was on the field for all but one snap. Oh, dang. Oh dang! Yeah, Ryan Izzo went out and he balled out um, on a, on a couple of Cam's runs. He was a lead blocker and he was choo 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 choo. He was moving people. Yeah, that was awesome. He played really, really, really yeah. well. Um, I think the offense was good. I think they're going to be this offense that's going to grind it out, run the football, um, chew clock. I think Bill Belichick explained it perfectly. Having a mobile quarterback allows you to play eleven on eleven football, and all that means is that you now have to account for the quarterback. Like when uh, – oh, here it comes. Here comes me nerding out. When you're, when you're designing offense and you're designing run schemes, okay, you always have to – it's basically a numbers game. How many blockers do we have against how many of their defenders? So we always say like, oh, it's – we have five offensive linemen and let's just say we have a fullback. So it's six for the offense against, let's say, it's seven in the box for the defense. So it's six on seven. Well, numbers guy – them having one more is not great because that means someone's coming unblocked. Yep. So when you do stuff with a mobile quarterback, well, now it's seven on seven. And that means that everyone is accounted for which way or another. So when you run zone reads, like the Patriots did a bunch yesterday, it, it you leave one guy completely unblocked and he's forced to make a decision between two people. Do I take the quarterback or do I take the running back? Which then leaves everyone else blocked and I mean, this sounds so juvenile and so basic, but like it works, it works. And I thought the Patriots ran it so well yesterday. Cam, like I said, Cam made all the right reads, uh, so on and so forth. Again, I don't want to see him run 15 times a game because I think his body's going to get beat up. Right. But and I thought it was I thought it was well executed. Yeah. And my one last point about offense before we get into defense yep. that I will that is related and I'm hopeful for is that Michelle Sony Michelle starting running back looked pretty solid. Yep. Nothing crazy, but no. he kind of got the job done when he needed to yep. get done. And lest we forget Damian Harris, another one of our running backs got yep. injured and was at, he's out. I think at least the first three, three games, weeks. something like that. Yeah. He had a strong camp. People were talking about Huge him and Michelle camp. splitting the carries. And obviously with, you know, they're not super different, but having different play designs that even just adds to the whole running attack as well. Yeah. As soon as he comes back again, that's less that Cam is going to have to run himself. So right. So very excited about that. All the running backs were good yesterday. Cam obviously fifteen for seventy five for two touchdowns. Sony Michelle had ten for thirty seven, but a lot of his were short yard situations. Designed, yeah. designed yeah. Like, like like ISO. Try to get two yards, put your head down. Uh, he also had a touchdown. Burkhead seven for thirty two. That's four point six. Four point six is good. Uh, JJ Taylor looked like a, he was shot out of a rocket. Yeah, where did he come from? The five foot six undrafted free agent from Arizona. Right. Four rushes for twenty eight yards, and then James White had five for twenty two. So that's a good. That's bounced. That you talk about having fresh legs. That's how you do it with a stable of backs like that. So that was exciting. Yeah. I, and again, 
the offense might not look super exciting. They're not going to throw the ball over the yard. So if that's what you're looking for, not going to be your team to watch. Um, and that's fine. But I thought they played really well yesterday offensively. Yeah. 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 Um, so now, Kurt, let me ask you. Lay it on me. I'm assuming this is where we're going next. Yeah. Thoughts. I'm just going to be, be simple. Okay. Thoughts on the defense. Uh, I was impressed. And again, take it with a grain of salt because it was Miami. Um, True. And Fitzpatrick. And, and Fitzpatrick. Well. But... I, I liked it. I thought my number one takeaway from the defense, Chase Winovich. He, wow. He he put in work this offseason, clearly, to try to develop from not like a niche pass rusher guy, but to someone who can play three downs. Uh, he can he can get after the quarterback. He was so good in the run game, which is what he was not very good at last year. He had a tackle for loss, six tackles, a uh, couple quarterback pressures. I was like, this dude looks like an animal. Um I was very worried, very worried about the linebacker play. Jawan Bentley was very good yesterday. Uh, Brandon Copeland, the run, the linebacker they got from the Jets or Baltimore, one of those teams, was very good. Anthony Jennings, the thumper from Alabama, I thought was really, really good. The surprise to me, and apparently every Patriots beat writer on Twitter, Josh Uche, this, like the second or third round pick oh, from yeah. Michigan, was a, inactive yesterday, but a healthy inactive. Mm. And they were like, that's weird because he was playing with the first unit. So I don't know if it was a matchup thing. I'm not sure. But the Patriots secondary is going to be legit. Uh, they're going to have to rely on a lot of young guys on defense. But yep. I think Belichick's ready for it. I think it comes down to coaching, and I'm going to bet on Belichick every time. And correct me if I'm wrong, two picks yesterday? And one was three. three. So one was Gilmore, right? Gilmore one was one. Adrian Phillips, which is a great sign, I think. Adrian he, Phillips. And then J.C. Jackson had and one. And J.C. Jackson. The, That's a great sign. Especially just, just for pure, yeah. nothing too crazy, confidence, right? Yeah. Even if it's the Dolphins. Shoot. Even if it's week one. You love to see that from the defense because that's just going to inspire them even more. Absolutely. I did think that there was some communication problems a couple times here and there with the secondary. Yep. But again, like you, to be expected because we're talking about some people have opted out. It, you know, had to practice in with this pandemic. I think it's only going to get tighter and more close-knit and they're going to get even better as the season goes on i don't really have too much to add other than uh, again i don't care that it was the dolphins if they're playing well they're playing well right. so that was great to and see. I, you saw a lot of those fitzpatrick passing yards kind of came when it was already 21 to 11 the patriots stopped playing man to man and they kind of sat back in right. their soft zone which i don't love i get it because you don't want someone to beat you one-on-one and fly at the field for an easy score but like it's Sitting in soft zone. As a certain boss of ours used to say, prevent defense prevents you from winning. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. That's a smart man who was talking because it does. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. But any more thoughts from yesterday or is that it for you? No, that was it. I Me mean, too. the last thing I think would be don't love Nick Folk missing the field goal. Oh, God. Not it was great. atrocious. Not great. It was terrible. So that we need to keep an eye on because for so many years up until recently, it's been, you know, first Vinatieri, then Gustowski. Now it's as much of a question mark as ever been. We doesn't need a lot of words, but just something to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah, the kicking situation stinks. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, let Jake Bailey do it. Let the, punch <laughs> let, do ba- it. Let the Bailey yeah, Let the Bailey man do it. Um, any topics in the last minute or two, a couple minutes here, where we talk about um, – let's talk about next week's game a little bit going up to Seattle. Okay, so let me start. Yeah. Nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I will Nervous. say, first thing is, Seattle won't have any fans, and that is such yes. a huge yes. part of playing yes. in Seattle. Yes. I mentioned – I teased it. A little tease. A little tease, tease. Uh, I think Seattle's – offensive weapons with Lockett and Metcalf and stuff like that are going to have their hands full with the Patriots secondary. So that is a very, very, very good sign for me. Uh, the Patriots, I still worry about their pass rush defensively. I don't think they have a, a, a very good pass rush as of right now. 
Uh, someone's going to have to spy Russell Wilson. And you know how we usually do against mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, we don't typically do good. But, but now we have one to practice against. We do have one to practice against, which is going to make a big difference. And I think what Belichick is doing, and I, I, when he let Roberts leave, and he let Van Noy leave, and he let Danny Shelton leave, and he let all these guys leave, and Patrick Chung opted out, and Hightower opted out, also saying that out loud, holy shit, there yeah, are so many shit. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I see Belichick's vision, and I like it. He's it's kind of what the San Diego or the uh, Chargers did a couple years ago, putting more speed on the field. Maybe not, they're not bigger guys, but Adrian Phillips yesterday is a safety. He's a strong safety, but he played in the box. So uh, basically where a linebacker plays on like 70% of the snaps. They're putting these guys in situations where they can fly all across the field, and I think they're getting faster and they're getting younger on defense to defend Teams like this. So they're in the AFC. They have the Chiefs who are fast, sideline oh to sideline. They're fast. They have the Ravens who are fast, yeah. sideline to sideline. So I think Belichick's being like, okay, you're doing this. Well, I'm going to combat you by doing this and put faster, speedier yep. guys like that on the field. So I do think, I do think they have a shot to contain Seattle, but I, I, I ultimately think Seattle's going to win the game because I just feel like, I feel like the Patriots aren't there yet and it's again it's mostly like we talked about earlier we only have one data point right now of one game of watching the patriots yeah. play to really rely on for what we can tell and again it was our first game with cam yep. Newton, so we have a bazillion games of russell wilson and those yep. weapons you know a lot of the same pieces from last year there's just a lot more to go off of and how well they looked in week one it's not crazy to just be like based off that alone think it's the seahawks but again the dolphins are the Dolphins. We do think they're going to be better this year, but at the end of the day, they're still probably one of the worst teams. Yes, you know, they are. Going to they be improved, are. They still are. one of the worst teams. We, we're jumping from basically the low end of the spectrum to Super Bowl contenders. So yes. it'll be, it's going to be a fun game as like a litmus test, basically, to yeah. see where we stack up. See where, I mean, see where if we at. win this game, Whoa, Super yeah. Bowl chance. No, just, <laughs> let's just book it. Let's just go to Tampa. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think something that, obviously, we're only one game in, so a lot is, you know, remains to be seen. Right. But, I, what I loved so much about the Patriots yesterday was how they utilized play action in their run game. Everything was based off the run game. The run game was going well. Play action opened up so much stuff because the Dolphins put seven guys in the line of scrimmage and they were coming after the quarterback. So play action worked really, really well. Where I think the Patriots are going to struggle offensively, at least for now, is when you're in third and eight or third and nine yep. and you have to drop back and you have to throw. Yeah, I'm not saying Kim can't do it, but we've already proven that we don't have the most skilled receivers. Right. So when you need, when you have a straight drop back pass, it's like, well, what are we, what do we got? And I think that's a, that's a big unknown. And when you're playing a team against like Seattle, it's like, well, you're kind of going to need that at some point. Yeah. It seems like we're going to struggle with the like yards per pass in the air being yeah. that long, like 10 plus or whatever. Like we might be able to convert some of those by doing like a two yard pass and there's blocking and we get yep. it. I don't know that the professional right. term for that, whatever screen bubble, whatever yep, it's screen. called. Yep. But again, like you said, with any sort of receivers trying to get separation down the field and completing a pass, that's like 20 yards in the air. Yeah. That is something we're going to have to work on. And I will be very interested to see how we start doing on that. Cause you know, Cam could throw if his shoulder is healthy, yeah, which is he healthy. Can, he, he can, can throw it. That, that first ball to Edelman yesterday was like a 25 right. yard Bullet, uh, yeah, bullet so, down the field. Again, it's it's not a cam question at this point. It's a receiver question. And yeah. again, like we said, they're going to have to step it up over the season, and it's going to start in week two against Seattle. Yeah. So. There were a couple times, going back briefly to the Miami game, where 
I think Cam wanted to audible. He saw something at the line of scrimmage where he was like, "Oh shit, this ain't gonna work." But I don't think I don't think they were all. I don't know if he's there yet from a from a schematic right. standpoint where he's able to change right. the play at the line of scrimmage because there were a couple of times where he like knew shit wasn't gonna work. He's like, "Ah, ran the play right. anyway and it didn't work." Right. But a lot remains to be seen, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna be fun. Seattle's a great team. They yep. always play the Pats super tough. It's always yep. a good game. Um, so it'll be exciting. I'm excited. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, we will see you guys though uh, sometime later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be Stay hearing tuned. this on Wednesday, so you'll probably see us tomorrow. Um, Ooh, I oh, like that. I like that. I was weird. <laughs> felt weird in my brain, but yeah, we'll we'll be there. And uh, I hope you guys have a enjoy uh, Monday night games, which are currently happening right now as we speak. And um, Bruno and I will catch you next time on playing the field. Playing the field. I know, I know the truth.